It's time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Get ready to fill your ears with the latest news, politics, current events, and whatever else we feel like talking about this week. And now, your hosts, Ron and Brian. All right, good evening. It is Sunday night, and it is time for episode 209 of the Ron and Brian podcast. Brian, can you believe it? 209 episodes in. Which is, uh, long-time listeners of the show will, will understand the importance of the number 209, because on our very first episode, I told Ron that I loved him 209 times. Um, I know it was kind of funny um, when you had the uh, uh, the digital counter that was automatically just refreshing every time I told you that I loved you. And at the end, it ended at 209. And we sat there and said, 209 is our number. Um, we went out, we got the matching wrist tattoos we did. of the number 209, um, which uh, it was it was beautifully done, um, designed by, I believe his name was Stefan uh, Millar, um, the tattoo artist, because it, it's the number 209, but it turns into an infinity symbol. Um, just spectacularly done. Um, and it means that we'll be doing this show forever. So, um, you know, just congratulations to you, Ron, for episode 209. Oh, and congratulations to you as well, my friend. Let's toast. Uh, shall we say with drink of the week? Drink of the week. Sure. Drink of the week. Drink of the week, drink of the week. Brian, what are you drinking on this, the first Sunday of June? I am drinking a big fat apology to the fine people at Virginia Brewing Company. Um, loyal listeners um, of the podcast will remember that about a month or so ago, I um, had this be this beer called Williamsburg um, and uh, spent the whole time. It's called One Night in Williamsburg. And I went off on the hipsters dissection of Brooklyn. And it wasn't later on until the episode that I realized that this is referencing Williamsburg, Virginia, which was one of the earliest colonial settlements in the United States, then known as the colonies of Britain or was it Great Britain back then? Or was it England? I think it was England at the time. I don't believe that it had become Great Britain yet. Um, I could be wrong. Anywho, but uh, there was a big brouhaha. Um, and you know me, I'm so rarely wrong that for me to come out and apologize to the fine people of Virginia Brewing Company, um, uh, in, in 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 exchange for that apology, they sent me over a six pack of uh, of this one night in Williamsburg. Thank you to the people. Listen, they're bigger people than I am because I would have uh, I would have held a, a, a grievance against me. Well, it's owning up to your mistakes is a is a manly thing to do. Ron, coming in at four point nine ABV, this is a crisp and pleasingly sweet Weiss beer. Weiss beer with a soft tart finish. The lush tropical flavors added by the additions of pineapple will provide a touch of welcome hospitality to palates near and far. Mm. Cheers, my friend. Take a second sip of that. Enjoy it. Ron? Yes. What are you drinking this week? Well, you know, Brian, and some people have disputed this over the past week, but it is without a doubt we are right in the beginning of Hot Podcaster Summer. Hot Podcaster Summer. <sighs> so that means we need to break out crushable beers, Brian. Crushable beers for Hot Podcaster Summer. Hot Podcaster Summer. <sighs> and I'm going with one of my favorites this week from 21st Amendment Brewery out on the West Coast. Hell or High Watermelon. This is a wheat beer brewed with watermelons uh clocks in it's not a heavy alcohol content let me see if i can find it here you don't uh, you don't want a heavy alcohol content during the summer it's only about a 4.9 again very crushing. perfect not only uh 
is it a, is it a crushable beer? It is great to make some beer cocktails. So I tried one out this week, Brian. Uh, you take a couple ounces of watermelon vodka, a couple ounces of uh, watermelon puree, uh, shake that over ice, and then you uh, top it off with some hell or high watermelon. So that's what we have going here tonight. You bougie bitch. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. But that's not even a beer at that point. Now you're just drinking beer with vodka and uh, and uh, 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 puree. So it's a drink is what you're saying. Hence the name of the show title, Drink of the Week. Touche, Ron. Yep. Touche. Yep. Exactly. All right. But are, so are you enjoying it? Oh, it's. I'm going to take another sip right now because it is that damn refreshing. So you're actually bringing the 4.9 ABV beer, but you're spiking that number up with, with, a, with a couple the, shots of vodka. A couple shots of vodka? Well, two ounces. So I guess maybe uh, a little over a shot, I guess. Which means one thing, ladies and gentlemen, Ron's getting sloshed tonight for After Dark, <laughs> episode 209. Um, if you're not on the Patreon, go to patreon.com backslash... Ron and Brian, Ron, Brian, there you go. Or just go to our website. Go to our website. Ron, tell people, what do they get if they join our Patreon? Listen, just join at the bronze level or higher. Uh, You get some tremendous swag. We have shot glasses. We have baseball caps. We have stickers. We have new stickers coming in in a few weeks. Uh, But most importantly, at the bronze level or higher, uh, you get access to the live After Dark, which will be starting at 9.30 this evening. It is well worth it. So hop on over to ronandbrianpodcast.com. Click in the upper right-hand corner uh, for uh, becoming a patron. In the meantime, let's get on over to B for the Week. Ron and Brian's Beef of the Week. Brian, what's bothering you this week? I'll tell you what's bothering me this week. People who want their shot glasses, damn it. Um, All joking aside, Janelle, next time I see you, remind me, I will bring you shot glasses. Uh, What is bothering me? Do you hear an echo? Because I hear an echo. I don't necessarily hear an echo, but... uh, Anybody want to type in? Do you hear an echo? Echo. Echo. Now batting. Number two. I'm pretty sure we sent Janelle shot. Short stop. Derek. Somebody shot. Cheetah. Number two. All right. I'm going to bounce out, Ron. Start with your beef. I'll be right back in. All right. We have yet to to fix Brian's recurring echo problem, but we will get that uh, taken care of sometime before uh, we we end the podcast. Uh, So, yeah. So, my beef this week. it's with uh, it's with the watermelon, actually. It's with the watermelon that I purchased to make this watermelon drink this week, Brian. I bought a seedless uh, watermelon, Brian. And when you cut open a seedless watermelon, what is one of the last things you expect to find in there, Brian? Uh, I'm going to say seeds. Seeds, Brian. There were seeds in my seedless watermelon, uh, which came... Uh, from giant food stores, which, as we mentioned last week, we had tried to bury the hatchet with. They had sent over uh, some of their uh, new uh, collab beer, um, which, again, I, I did not like. And, and, I, and I said about it. And I feel I feel this isn't a coincidence, Brian. I feel this is a oh. targeted campaign of abuse uh, by giant food stores. Um, and that's why I have a seedless watermelon that was filled with seeds. Okay, that was my question. How many seeds? Are we talking like the errant three or four? Or are we talking dozens? Dozens. I would go dozens. Uh, You have an errant seed here or there. I get that. You know, uh, nature isn't always perfect, Brian. Uh, But this one was a seeded watermelon, no doubt. Just aggravates me. Brian, what's, uh, what's bothering you this week? I actually have a couple grievances. Oh, all right. Well, in what order do you want them? Most um, uh, important from a societal perspective, most important to me physically. 
I would uh, I would go most petty to least petty. Okay, petty. I am out of shape. And this past week, I realized that I am out of shape. So um, earlier this week, as loyal listeners of the podcast know, I was um, uh, I was out on a few dates with, uh, uh, you know, one of my favorite bands, Life of Agony. Um, and at one point, I was lifting some uh, equipment that I had already lifted before, did not think there was going to be a problem. And as soon as I lifted it, I felt something give right across here. Mm. And I've been in pain ever since. Right in the trapezius uh, muscle area, I believe. So that. these are not the, these aren't my obliques. Uh, I, those might be your obliques also. The obliques, I believe, are attached <laughs> to the trapezius. Now, what would Gorilla Monsoon describe these muscles <laughs> as? That's the breadbasket. All right. So earlier today, after being in pain, this is going on, I believe, day five. Um, I bought some Salon Pass pain relief patch, which specifically states sore muscles and sprains. Right. Is it made for the chest, though? Oh, uh, all all different uh, uh, parts of the body. Okay. They show in pictures. So actually, no, now that you mention it, every picture is somebody putting it on their back. That's what I thought. Usually that's- But like, it doesn't well, say back. It does not say specifically for the back. Okay. The problem is the fact that the, um, uh, the, 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 the overwhelming smell of menthol that is going up my nose, because the patch is right here. Of course. Um, first off, absolutely cleaned out the sinuses. Like, I am breathing like I haven't before, but it's burning me. And um, I'm sweating profusely as a result of it. So if I seem to be somewhat uh, uh, moister, then I would say um, that this is something that you should um, not be too concerned by. Um, why would you get the menthol uh, flavored salon pots? Why wouldn't you? Well, the other one was the lidocaine. Box. The other one was lidocaine. Okay. I don't and, know. Um, Matt Twin. Thank you for interrupting the show. We really appreciate it. Now we know that the Mets won, even though they are not a great team. Ron, duck your head down a little bit. Let's see which team is really the one to be celebrating, and that's the New York Yankees. Anywho, um, get back, getting back to um uh yes, Lidocaine. Mm, Jojo with the Lidocaine reference. Um, so I am just uh no, I am sweating. And uh, I am uh, uh, breathing clearer. Uh, question though, is it is it dealing with your pain? Like, is it is it does it feel better from a pain standpoint? Much better. All right. Much then better. Sometimes you have to go through, uh, you know, it's, so it's like a vapo rub type sensation. Yes, except that your creepy grandmother is not rubbing it into your skin. Okay. So Janelle is a personal trainer now as well. And she's broken. All right. That's oh, by the way, by, by the way, can, can, we spoke about this recently. At, I thought last week on the uh, pajama party, but Ron and I are putting together loyal listener. For those that aren't familiar, um, Janelle right here, loyal listener, friend of the show, if you would, mm -hmm. personal friend of mine. Um, uh, her Facebook feed, if you can find her, and I'm, we're not we're not going to dox her give out her social media. But if you find her, um, her social media, uh, uh, on Facebook, it's chef's kiss. Um, congratulations go out to her. She was recently, um, uh, voted onto the board of her co-op. So her Facebook feed is going to be gold. Ron and I are currently putting together some of the best of Janelle's Facebook. We think we're going to make it an after dark. Um, not sure, uh, depending on the, um, uh, uh, content, whether it should stay behind the paywall or we make it a special episode. But really what my ultimate um, beef of the week is, are the individuals that have taken last week's school shooting. And we spoke about what happened in um, Uvalde, Texas last week, pretty much for the whole episode. Um, so um, one of the uh, uh, issues is the number of 
uh, posts I've seen on social media this past week, along with um, uh, uh, um, uh, conversations I've had with people who have um, put forth their belief that the Uvalde school shooting is some type of uh, 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 conspiracy. Um, and I have heard uh, consistent um, uh, all over the place, different examples of um, uh, that this was a um, uh, paid for execution, by, paid for by the government using weapons supplied by the government. So this way we could um, speed up the, uh, 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 what do you call it? Confiscation of uh, of assault rifles and handguns and personal weapons from people's homes. Are they going to take our guns again, Brian? They're trying to. Th- they took our guns. Um, but it's the number of people who can't even have the decency to just accept that um, the, that the story here is that children died um, and are immediately going with, "Oh, the, this was a government thing." The Biden administration, you know, hire, you know, paid for this kid to go out there. How did he afford the gun? How did he afford the arm? Whatever. Um, and it just pains me that in America we are, um, uh, we 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 need to jump to a conspiracy theory so that our own personal narratives are always um, uh, being validated. And that is my beef of the week. And that uh, I would say is a legitimate beef of the week. Yeah, 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 you know, um, you know, uh, uh, five years ago, um, Alex Jones was considered outrageous when he started calling the Parkland shooting, um, you know, a staged event. And uh, what was the one up in Connecticut? Newtown? Sandy Hook was the one I think he got in the most trouble for. What was Newtown? Uh, Newtown was another one. Okay, but, um, but yeah, he got into trouble in Sandy Hook. But it's just the you know he it was considered outrageous when he said that he did not believe that there was actually a school shooting. Um, and that kids actually died. Um, and now it's we we've we've sunk so low as a country that there are, that is now just um, we are immune to the conspiracy talk of another tragedy, and that is really what's bothering me this week. All right, and as now that- not to compare that to the fact that you had seeds <laughs> in your watermelon. No, of course not. It's a it's a different level of outrage, and I get that, and I respect that. And I respect you. I respect the hell out of you, my friend. So should we uh, should we get into all of the uh, school shooting and potential school shooting stories that we managed to uh, uh, to be uh, inundated with over the week? Uh, first off, uh, interesting statistic that came out from Newsweek uh, last week in that more children have been shot and killed in the U.S. this year uh, than police while on duty. Um, the count at the beginning of last week. Uh, was 20 police officers uh, killed in active duty uh, compared to 24 children having been killed as a result of uh, shootings at school. Uh, the That's main difference, of shocking. course, uh, one of those groups uh, is their job to be uh, put in harm's way. Uh, the other one, not so much. Uh, um, so, But the point is nobody died. Uh, no, 24 kids died. Yeah, but I mean, there, you know, it's that's not really a lot, right? <laughs> well, let's uh, let's see some of the shootings. That I mean, let's. Actually- I mean, when you compare when you compare these school shootings to say something like the COVID, you know, pandemic, you know, like what is really you know the the, the bigger issue? I, you know, I, I don't know. I, are, we, are we playing comparison as to whose lives are worth more? What deaths are more tragic? What's more controllable? What's more preventable? Well, COVID was preventable. I agreed. I mean, all we had to do was just open the economy up. I mean, the children <laughs> don't have the receptors. Um, you know, we needed to, you know, they said two weeks to uh, uh, level the curve. We gave them the two weeks. And um, next thing I know, you know, uh, I'm not allowed to go into an Applebee's without uh, wearing some stupid, uh, you know, uh, chin diaper. Because, uh, you know, uh, uh, Dr. Fauci is just spewing lies and, and, and hate. All right. Con- continuing on, a uh, ton of stories this week about uh, potential shootings. Uh, we had a 10-year-old, uh, a fifth-grade student in Florida, 
who was arrested after threatening a mass shooting uh, in a text message. Uh, so the student who has not been named uh, was charged with making written threats of a mass shooting, uh, jumping up to uh, Cape Cod, uh, Barnstable, Massachusetts. Uh, there's Barnstable. Barnstable. You sure? All right. Yeah, it's Barnstable. Uh, Barnstable, Massachusetts. Uh, a man is in custody after he made a threat to commit a school shooting via social media. Uh, that was 29 year old Justin Herrera of Hyannis. Uh, in that post, he threatened to shoot up a school uh, at an unnamed location. Uh, mm. Police went and arrested him, uh, but did not find any firearms. Uh, so he's being charged with making terroristic threats, being held without bail. Uh, one of the ones we got here, we got a ton of stories. Hold on. Uh, deputies, again, down in Florida, arrested an 18-year-old man after receiving a tip that he threatened a mass shooting uh, at a school in a social media post. Uh, Corey Anderson's post showed him with a handgun, a rifle, and a tactical-style vest, along with a caption that said, Hey, Siri, directions to the nearest school. No. Yep, yep, yep. So he was arrested at his home, uh, also charged with a written you know, or electronic threat to conduct a mass shooting or act of terrorism. Uh, again, being held without bail. Uh, what other ones do we have here? Uh, we had so many, I have to like thumb through them. Listen, the list was was so painfully sad. It was. And again, these are just you know, popping up because people are actually paying attention now. You know, sure. something happens like what happens down in Evaldi. Um, you know, that's when you you finally get people paying attention. Well, not only that, but as we clearly saw this week, um, the, the level of copycats, the number of people that were arrested for, um, you know, claiming that they were planning on shooting up their school. Um, frightening. Right. Um, I, I hate when my computer freezes up on me. Now, is that your new beef of the week? <laughs> it very well could be if I'm not able to get back into all of our uh, all of our stories. Ron, you may not be able to get back into your stories, but you will always have a place in my heart. Well, I appreciate that. Brian, you've got the list up there. What are what are some of the other uh, stories that were uh, were, were caught uh, because of uh, threatening schools and whatnot? Well, you know me. I'm always particular to something that takes place in New York City. So um, in Forest Hills, which is a section in um, Queens that is not far from where I live without get divulging any personal information, a New York student was arrested um, for making a threat at, uh, um, uh, after he was threatening. He was he was caught talking to classmates that he wanted to obtain a firearm and shoot several students at the Metropolitan Expedentiary Learning School in Forest Hills. Now, something tells me, now keep in mind, I'm not trying to blaspheme because I don't play that. That's not the way I work. I don't blaspheme. But something tells me that the students at the Metropolitan Expedentiary Learning School are probably not the most studious. Why would you say that? Because um, first off, there's no more expeditions going on right now. So there's no need for an expedition, expeditionary school. Like it would be one thing if we were looking to traverse Antarctica um, over land. Um, it would be one thing if we were, you know, sending these, you know, practicing to send these students um, to go uh, uh, across the Atlantic in boats. Um, but that's not what's going on here. So uh, it seems like uh, I would say these kids are, um, uh, how do I put it this way? Um, not, not good students. And is that why you think they're threatening uh, violence? Well, of course. Well, it's a school that's only for 6th to 12th graders. So we call that what? What I, what I would uh, equivalent that to is a uh, junior high school and a high school all-in-one. Oh, a combo, if you will. Yeah. And the one thing I like about it is that people are not politicizing these threats. Oh, hold on a second. Janelle calling it a liberal hoax. God damn it, Janelle. Always with the comments in the most um, inappropriate times. Have we noticed that William Esquire is not here? Uh, well, I believe uh, it is Hell in a Cell pay-per-view tonight, WWE. Uh, perhaps that is uh, where his loyalties lie this evening. If I find out that William Esquire is choosing that, the, that, that slop that Vince McMahon has dumped out over this podcast, 
I will be uh, furious. And I'm, I'm <laughs> well, texting him right now. I'm because that is out. unacceptable. Staying in the New York area, uh, Brookhaven, Long Island, a teen is facing terrorism charges uh, for allegedly threatening uh, to commit uh, a mass school shooting. Uh, the 16-year-old boy posted Wednesday on the Bellport Scholars Instagram page that there could be a mass shooting at Bellport High School in Brookhaven. Uh, they uh, searched the teen's home on Thursday, uh, did not find any weapons. Again, uh, being charged with making a terroristic threat and uh, aggravated harassment. Uh, in Maine schools, they reported 10 violent threats reported over the last 30 days, uh, with four of them occurring the week after Uvalde. Uh, Texas police arresting four teenagers for allegedly plotting to carry out another school shooting. Um, so they arrested Nathaniel Montalongo uh, and Barbarito. I went to high school with that kid. Uh, both 17 on felony charges of conspiracy to commit aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Uh, cops also arrested two minors who have not been uh, named because of their age. Uh, the uh, the two 17-year-olds uh, are being held on $750,000 bond each. And I think we've got one more um, in the Denver Post. Uh, we've got a 14-year-old uh, student um, out in Denver, again, making social media posts, threatening uh, to shoot up at school. It never dawned upon me in school to threaten to shoot it up. Now, I called out sick uh, a bunch of times because sure. I didn't want to go to school, but it never dawned upon me that I was going to threaten to shoot it up. Um, now, it's not just the kids. Uh, we have a, uh, a principal um, who brought loaded guns into a school. Uh, again, this should not shock you. Uh, when it's when I tell you uh, that it was uh, in Florida, it was actually in Parkland, Florida, uh, in a school uh, just a few miles away from where the uh, the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas uh, mass shooting occurred. Uh, the weapons uh, belong to Somerset Academy principal Gaylor Castro. I think we've got a, a photo here, Matt. Can you put the uh, the photo up on the screen there? All right. Principal Castro brought a closed box containing two firearms um, into the school. They were later found unattended by officials in a locked room. No. It is a felony to carry a gun into a school building in Florida, uh, but it was unclear if prosecutors would file charges against Castro. Can we talk about something else slightly more important than the fact that she brought um, loaded hand, uh, weapons to a school? Of course. What's going on with her necklace? <laughs> Can we talk sure. about that? Because it just seems like it's it like at some point during that day, you knew she knew she was going to be having her photo taken that day. Well, is this I don't I mean, this wasn't a mugshot. So I'm assuming this is just like a staff photo because she didn't like get a that. yearbook photo of some type. Photo, maybe. Yes. Now, what's it seems like it's dual layered. It's not just one layer of shitty white stones, but it's two layers of shitty white stones. And she sat there and said to herself, this, this is what I'm going to wear for photo day. Well, there's not a lot to be said for fashion, Brian. Right off the bat, you've got to question her judgment. Well, exactly. And that's the thing. Like, you know, you're, you're bringing guns into a school and then you are also um, leaving them unattended. Yeah, it's just, it's... um. What's scary is the fact of how little desire I have for a handgun and how many people um, uh, seem to be so uh, comfortable with uh, lack security with them. Well, and that's the thing. It'd be one thing if people own guns and they were responsible gun owners, but you have enough people that are irresponsible gun owners that give uh, the responsible gun owners a bad name. Sure. Look at that. Now you can go on QVC and get um, a handgun. I mean, it's just, it's become so easy in this country to, um, to get handguns. And once again, Janelle coming in claiming that, you know, it's a liberal hoax. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's the far right and their inability to just, uh, you know, deal with, um, you know, the reality of something without trying to turn it into um, something that it's not. 
But there is a solution on the way, Brian, uh, from Taser developer Acton. Uh, they sell Taser gun control, right? It's gun control. Oh, yeah. You never do, never, never gun control. Uh, Axon, who uh, sells Tasers and police body cameras, uh, have floated out the idea of uh, developing a new police drone product that would be armed with tasers um, that they could uh, fly around the schools and hopefully uh, prevent another mass shooting. Okay. Your thoughts? Good idea? Bad idea? I feel like we're like one step away from the Terminator. Like <laughs> now we're just, now we're going to send armed robots into schools that somehow we're going to trust the students don't get hurt. Now, to be fair, uh, a, 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 a taser armed drone is safer than like arming the teachers. I would say okay. it's a slightly better idea than that. Hold on a second. And this is where, this is where I'm going to disagree with you on this. Okay. One, is that, you know, two years ago, we were saying that the children didn't have the receptors, that they could not catch COVID, that we should open up the schools again. And what did we find? Yes, children do have the receptors. Children can get sick and children can spread COVID. So it's clear that the experts don't have a full understanding of the anatomy of a child. Um, you know who does have a full understanding of the anatomy of a child? Catholic priests. <laughs> um, but getting back to what I was saying earlier, um, what uh, it's it's just the idea of what happens to the child's body when it gets hit with a laser from one of these drones. I mean, it's you know they're sending these drones in with the lasers that are lasers that are going to take out, you know, an armed uh, a school shooter. But what happened when it accidentally goes off and takes out, you know, seven-year-old Timmy who's standing in line asking for a second milk? Well, I don't think it's a laser. It's just uh, it's just a, uh, a probe that can shoot electricity. Now, again, could still be damaging to a child, but... Now, what is... Isn't a laser also just electricity being shot at a much faster uh, frequency? But they're not they're not saying to put drones with lasers in the schools. These are drones with tasers attached to them. So you're saying I'm projecting my desire to shoot lasers at children. I mean, I'm not trying to read into what you're saying, but possibly. Mm, I'm not even sure what that's supposed to mean. Well, I think what she's trying to say is if you put condoms on the little children, that if they get hit with the taser... Um, they'll be okay. I mean, the condom will break, but the children will be uh, will be alive. Interesting. So Janelle is thinking about children and condoms. Yes, and also the break. Oh, and she, she has been for like two wow. years. Wow. Now listen, the pandemic affected all of us in a very different way. You know, Ron, you you accomplished a lot of home improvement projects. Your right. home is beautiful by you know with with all the work and effort that you put into it um you know i grew a beard to see what it would look like um, and let my hair grow out it was just god awful there's there's photos on the internet yeah um and yet janelle has spent the past two years thinking about children wearing little broken condoms very you know it's funny how you know, you know somebody for, for 15 years or so, and you still find out new things about them that are, um, you know, just, just concerning. Just disturbing at times. Just disturbing. Um, Brian, I have yeah. uh, what some would consider an important question to ask you. What are you watching? Oh. Oh. Top Gun Maverick. Ooh. Ooh, I love that sound effect. Do we hear it again? Uh, of course we can. Oh. I want to make that noise one day. Um, I went out last night to the movies, only in theaters. It, when did it come out into theaters? May 27th. Um, May 27th. Okay, well, I saw it on June 4th. Um in in Queens, Top Gun Maverick, uh, the sequel to the Oscar winning, or, Oscar nominated original, 
Tony Scott directed the original Top Gun and uh, starring Tom Cruise, Meg Ryan, Anthony Edwards, Kelly McGillis. But this has got to stop. All right, back to the movie, Brian. All right. If you are a fan of um, the original Top Gun, you will be entertained by this movie. It is not as good as Top Gun. It is not as well done as Top Gun. It is not directed by Tony Scott. So it does not have that, um, how would I say that, that uh, je ne sais quoi that um, Tony Scott brings to the big screen. Um, but... Um, it does, uh, you know, it, it, it tells the net, the story of the next generation of fighter pilots. You know, the story picks up Maverick and I'm not going to give anything away here. Maverick, who is, you know, has not risen too high in the ranks of the Navy or Air Force. Either or. Either or. He, he flies, he flies, uh, fighter planes. Um, but he is, um, uh, you know, we, we, we find him, you know, he's uh, once again, you know, breaking the rules, th- thumbing his nose at leadership. And now he gets called in to, uh, you know, go back and, uh, you know, for one last run. But this time he's surrounded by the next generation of fighter pilots. And he's got to make sure that they can pull off the most dangerous job of their lives. And so uh, does Anthony Edwards come back? as like the ghost of goose there was um and this is my only critique about the movie it did feel like they were it, it, it felt like they were too desperate to link this movie to the original one so there were there were there i felt there were too many flashback scenes of anthony edwards like anybody who saw top gun and knows them the storyline knows how that 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 goose dies when he pulls the premature ejector seat um, and slams and breaks his neck um, on the um, uh, dashboard hood window thingy, the, the canopy. Yeah, I mean, so we all know that you know that that's what that what it was 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 going on. I mean, he was calling out Mayday. He was calling out for help. Um, I mean, the only thing he could have been calling out was, here you go, once again, Janelle, calling the kids broken condoms. Um, but uh, it was just like, it, there were. Too, I felt like there were too many scenes that um, tried to um, remind people of what happened in the original Top Gun. Like, um, they felt that we, as the viewers, wouldn't instinctively know. Or they felt that too much time had elapsed and people were going to go see Top Gun and not really um, go back and see the first one. Not really sure. But in closing, what I will say is this. It's a two-hour movie. You're not bored. You're not um, unhappy with it. And at the end of this, it, it keeps your attention. All right. Val Kilmer, does he make an appearance? Because you can't have a Top Gun without the Iceman. No, I'm not going to do it. I was going to do it, but I'm not going to do it. All right. uh, yes, he makes a cameo. There are a lot of cameos in this. Surprisingly, John Hamm has a decent uh, uh, role in this. Love John Hamm. So happy to see him working again. Um, miss him from the days of Mad Men. All right. So that's yeah, that. So it gives it gets the Brian's uh, must watch. Must watch? No, but it's a fun watch. All right. Thumbs up. Um, Ron. Yeah. What My are friend. you watching? Uh, watched a few things this week. Uh, watched a, a new um, drama series on Netflix called Anatomy of a Scandal, uh, based on a novel of the same name. Uh, it basically tells the story of a British politician who was having an affair um, with a uh, an aide of his, um, who then uh, accuses him of rape. So it's a uh, it's a short watch. It's uh, five episodes, but well done. I would recommend it. Was the rape also short? Or no? I'm just kidding. That was terrible. That was absolutely terrible. Can you do um, me a favor? Yeah. Actually, no. And all, all joking aside, the, I I went for the low hanging fruit on that joke. Can you edit that joke out? Because I would be embarrassed if um you know if, if Matt if you're 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 listening now put you know put a timer down. Um, at thirty nine forty five, I I don't want that joke to be out there. It's inappropriate. Five, right? 
What? You know, this goes out live. No, we're recording it now. I mean, it's it's going to go up on YouTube here. tomorrow, but we can. The shame is will always be there. Anyway, uh, also watched episode three of Obi Wan Kenobi, and I still uh, haven't watched it. Much better. Uh, as I think I said, the first episode was slow. Episode two, slightly better. Uh, episode three amps up the story, throws Darth Vader into the mix. I mean, it was, uh, now I'm hooked. Now I am ready for next week's episode. Um, what else did I watch? I watched. So the this two- is episode three or four? Episode three. Comes okay. out every Wednesday on Disney+. Plus. Uh, watched The G Word on Netflix with Adam Conover. Uh, if you remember Adam Conover, he had that show, um, Adam Ruins Everything for a number of years. Now, The G Word, where is that actually located? Because I've I've spent many <laughs> years looking for it. Um, and, this you know, I, a, I've read about it that it exists, but I, I've never actually... It means it's government in this uh, in this instance. Actually, apparently, this is one of the shows that uh, Barack Obama is producing for Netflix. Um, and basically, what uh, what Adam Conover does is he uh, shows the involvement of government, both good and bad, in certain areas of our lives, as far as it relates to food safety, uh, space travel, money, things of that nature. Uh, interesting. You know, they're they're like twenty twenty five minute episodes, so definitely. Okay. Uh, worth a watch, and also watched uh, the Norm McDonald uh, st- uh, special called. Where Netflix. is that on right now? That is also on Netflix. So it was a big Ooh. Netflix week for me. Um, so for those of you who don't know the story behind the Norm McDonald special, this goes back to 2020. Uh, Norm had been dealing with cancer for a number of years. He had a procedure that was coming up that uh, apparently. You know, he potentially could not have woken up from once they they went, put him under surgery. So he decided to record this special by himself in his house uh, back in 2020 and then just kind of put it away and said, you know, if I if I die before I can go back out on the road again, um, release this as my final special. So it's basically the the first 50 minutes um, of it is him doing his material and then the last 40 minutes is a panel um, consisting of David Letterman, Dave Chappelle, Molly Shannon, Conan O'Brien. Um, who else is on there? Uh, Adam Sandler and David Spade. Um, they sit, they watch the show as well. And they give their feedback on Norm and the special. Okay. Um, interesting. It was, you know, it's 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 tough to do a comedy special with no audience reaction whatsoever. Like sure. when they said he recorded this in his living room, I thought maybe he recorded it for a group of friends or no. what have you. It is just him doing 50 minutes of material um, and material that he had not necessarily done on the road. So I would say yeah. there, there's some parts that are are brilliant. There are some parts that, you know, are are, you know, obviously need to be worked out a bit more. Um, but, you know, it was it was amazing to see him because he he looks he looks ill. He looks gaunt in, in filming really? this. And for him to just be able to to do the 50 minutes, um, I don't think there's a lot of comedians out there that could, could do what he did in that format. And then, you know, Ron, Ron, the last time I did 50 minutes, I had a broken condom. <laughs> Um, and then listening to, you know, to his friends, uh, tell stories about him, um, whether it was, you know, traveling, doing standup, whether it was doing movies, what have you, um, working with him on SNL. I mean, just really drove home the, the talent and the heart, um, that, that, that Norm had, uh, it really, you know, it, and I, and you have to get through the 50 minutes. Like it, again, it, it dragged for me in certain parts, but then listening to all of these great comedians talk about certain parts of it and kind of putting all of that work in the, in that 50 minute special in perspective, like really transforms and gives you a unique perspective on, on the work he did. So I would recommend it. If you have not seen it, um, make sure you do that before the next episode. As we, um, uh, as you were talking about it, I just downloaded it onto my iPad. All right. Why did it take you so long? 
I actually forgot it came out. <laughs> I'm disappointed. So that was the only thing you watched. A lot. Well, you were at you were at all the Life of Agony shows. Yes, so, I, I, I think I saw five Life of Agony shows this past week. So it's so uh, you did not have a chance to uh, to watch a lot. I get it. No, I'm 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 trying to make progress on Ozark. Um, there's three um, three episodes behind on Under the Banner of Heaven, okay. which you know I, I absolutely love. Um, and I think I'm one episode behind Better Call Saul. So we we I finished Ozark. So, and I'm waiting for you to finish Ozark so we can discuss the final episode. By the time we do our next episode, okay. I will have watched all of Ozark. Sounds good. Because I will tell you, I I, I understand why people were disappointed in the final episode. Um, I don't, I wasn't as disappointed. I wasn't a huge fan of how it ended, but I still thought it was, it was a solid episode. Is but it I'll, a it, Sopranos type ending? Um, yes and no. Okay. Uh, that's all I'll say is yes. And no. Okay. I promise you, I will, um, I will have it knocked out before we do. Um, and yes, the boys is back on Amazon prime. Uh, now aren't the boys, three. the ones with the little broken condoms. Uh, they are not. That is the, uh, superhero. It's the girls, the prime. girls are the ones with the broken condoms. Cause we all remember the female condom that they tried to put out there, which was, uh, not popular. Um, less anyway, popular, yes. Uh, popular. I have not, I have not caught up on the boys, but I, I am excited that it's out, so I will make sure to catch up on the uh, the uh, the show. I don't know where my thought process just went just then. Just Ron, what game do you like to play when you gamble at church? At church? Yes. What what, uh, what do you like to gamble when you're at church? I, I mean, I haven't been to church in a very long time. Oh, bingo. bingo. Makes sense. Just yeah. absolutely makes sense. Absolutely. The smell of menthol is just permeating this entire <laughs> area around me. And it's literally affecting my brain. I apologize if I'm not bringing the energy. I apologize if I'm being inappropriate. But um, I believe this is the salon pass has um, uh, melted my brain. So do we want to uh, down in my plums? Do we want to talk about the Disneyland Paris employee uh, that ruined a marriage proposal this past week? Yes. Yes, right. we do. Let's because there's the great video. video of it. And, I, and then it's going to cause me to go off on Disney adults. All right. Let's get to see if we can get this video going. <laughs> So they're, they're trying to get proposed, and boom, the employee runs through, grabs the ring, and tries to take him off the pedestal of the podium. Yes, that's great, but over here, she's going to be even better. So my understanding of this story is that you have to pay extra to rent out a space on this podium. Apparently, yes. That there are slots at Disney World. Disney World, Disneyland. This, this is, is Disneyland. Disneyland Paris. Okay. Disneyland Paris. Mm-hmm. Ooh, la, la. My point being is the fact that apparently you have to pay extra to reserve that podium for like a 10-minute window. Right. Um, so that you can get the better photo of the Disney castle behind you. Um, and this guy didn't. This guy and his girl just, he just dragged her up there. Um, probably not against her will. I would imagine that she um, uh, had an idea when he when he showed up wearing that off-white shirt and those white pants. She was like, oh, I'm getting engaged today. This mofo <laughs> is wearing his engagement white pants that he said he was going to wear the day he proposed to me. Um, so, um, oh, oh, here we go, right there. Don't get married. Mm. Um, so it was, um, so this guy, and this is where, you know, there, there's two sides to every story. Of course. Which is that you've got this Disney Paris, is it Disney World Paris? Disneyland Disney Paris. Can I just say a Disney employee? Do it. A Parisian Disney employee who really, like, I mean, he could have just let the moment slide. Right. And been like, hey, boss, what do you want me to do? Like, you know, you know, that was just, that would be terrible PR for us. 
but he runs up, interrupts the proposal as it's taking place, and basically shames this guy for not spending the extra couple hundred bucks to reserve the um, the platform um, to uh, to propose. So, like, this guy's now walking down these steps sheepishly. The girl is just confused as to what's going on. One second, she's at Disney World, Disneyland, Paris, saying, ooh, la, la, uh, je ne sais quoi, croissant, uh, uh, au bon pain, um, uh, Prime I'm Minister Macron. I'm just impressed that all of those are actually French phrases that you're using. This has got a... I mean, they don't make any sense whatsoever, but I'm just impressed that you're using the proper language. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, So like, but like, how do you accept this guy's proposal when he already, you already know that he was too cheap to spend the money to rent the platform to get engaged to you? Like this guy, you know, um, is going to be the husband of the rest of your life. And um, is is already starting off on a cheap note, right? Do we know the name of the the Disney employee that uh, that grabbed the ring? Does anybody oh. out there Pinot Noir? Oh, I don't. That's a wine. Pinot word. Noir. Oh, that's, that's just... very xenophobic. That's that's just wrong. Uh, but the guy looked to be in his glory to like interrupt that proposal. He seemed to have enjoyed it. Way too much, and and the guy who was uh, who was proposing, I mean, the guy was huge. He really could have just snapped yes. that little Disneyland Parisians guy's neck if he wanted to. Well, here you go. What are the prices at Disneyland Paris? Um, you to, just to propose costs ninety nine dollars. That's ridiculous. Or the American equivalent, right? I mean, why do people get engaged at Disney? Is my question. Like, I know people that are Disney adults and all that, but it's just like, I don't know. That doesn't necessarily need to be the entire facet of the of the personality of your relationship. See, I find Disney adults to just, I feel like there's something, um, I feel like a grown adult who is obsessed with Disney um, Disney culture, Disney world. I mean, they show these people lining up with the, you know, with the release of like new Disney shirts and whatnot. And it just strikes me as um, stunted emotional development. Now, I'm not saying everyone that's a Disney adult is um, still a child, but there seems sure. to just be a, um, a, a child like, um, um, what's, it feels like they're clinging to their childhood instead of embracing their adulthood. Very well put. You know, but a lot of times, you know, like, like the, I went to Disneyland as a child and, um, you know, I felt like everybody there was watching the girls. But in this sense, it's, um, uh, you know, uh, the, the, Mary's cousin said, um, watch the boys. Hmm. You got to watch the boys. You got to watch the boys. No, no, no. Just watch the girls. Um, I, uh, I, you couldn't pay me to go to Disney World. No, not anymore. Like when I was oh. a kid, that was cool. Uh, and and not just Disney. Any theme park, um, I, I would just have no interest in going. I do feel like if they brought back Action Park, I would want to go. I wouldn't do. <laughs> I wouldn't do any of the rides. I wouldn't do any of the rides at Action Park. But I would just want to see. Um, I think I would just want to watch people with, uh, you know, loading up, being loaded up into the ambulances as yeah. they walk out. That's a good time right there. Um, we have some more uh, couple videos here. This was a, a couple that had a very uh, uncomfortable uh, conversation with uh, someone uh, regarding what they would do uh, if they could guarantee a world championship for the New York Yankees. Yes, yes. You're going to win a World Series, but you had to give each other a hall pass. Would you do it? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, why who, who does she have to? Who does she have she to? You can pick anyone who you want. Who would you pick? Anyone in the world. My ex-boyfriend. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Who would you pick? Uh, mm, what? You. Aw. 
I'm sorry. Why the ex-boyfriend? We're going to fight about this. Why the ex-boyfriend? Um, He's gone. You can tell him. He was a good lover. Oh, okay. Wow. Wow is correct. Oh, my God. And again, it, it's almost like like I remember that video. They, they did a bit on like Saturday Night Live or something where, you know, it was about a hall pass. And, and the guy was like, oh, yeah, I want uh, I want J-Lo to be my hall pass. And the wife was like, I want Steve, who lives two doors down, to be my hall pass. Like your hall pass shouldn't be someone that is like easily you know. available to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the fact that she would say her ex-boyfriend right in front of this guy, like, I feel like, um, they need to be sleeping in separate beds for the next <laughs> couple of weeks while they work out what's going on there. Um, she didn't seem inebriated. No, not at all. You know, like to sit there and call out your ex-boyfriend as, as, as to being a great lover and keep in mind, I mean, she and I broke up many years ago. Um, <laughs> the fact that I, that she's still clinging on to the memory of me, um, it's a little creepy. It's a little creepy. I mean, kudos to the guy for asking incredibly the, creepy for asking the appropriate follow up question as to why the ex boyfriend. And you would think you would have think to. she had she had dug her hole deep enough to begin with at that point. But she's like going to be like, oh, he's a great lover. Like, just let's let's well, kick this poor guy in the nuts a little bit harder. It sounds like the ex boyfriend was really digging the hole deeper. Hmm. Hey, oh. Hi, very nice. Yeah. Uh, Yankees speaking but, of Yankees, the, uh, five four winners in uh, extra innings against Detroit. Did did they or did they not just have a perfect home stand where they swept um, all competitors? I believe uh, you would be correct. They are winners of five straight now. Best team in baseball, not the Mets. No, not the not Mets. the Mets. New York Yankees. Uh, what else do we have this week, Brian? Um, we had a couple celebrity deaths. Okay. Who uh, who did we lose this week? First off, this was very suspicious. Um, Barry Sussman in his, in a suspicious death. Is it sus? No? Is that what you're saying? It was very sus, Ron. Okay. Thank you for bailing me out on that one. <laughs> Barry Sussman was a Washington Post editor um, back during Watergate, which a lot of people, friends of the show, were alive for. I'm passing away with the age of 87, though not as well known as the more flamboyant Washington Post executive editor, Ben Bradley. Um, Sussman played an indispensable role in the paper's Pulitzer Prize winning coverage of the scandal that resulted in President Richard Milhouse Nixon's resignation in 1974. He was part of the story from the beginning when the paper learned of the break of the Democratic National Headquarters at the Watergate Complex in Washington on June 17, 1972. The burglary was a local news story, but Sussman assigned it to Woodward. Bernstein later joined in. Because Jews never go first, we always jump on the bandwagon. I did not realize that. You know what? Can we edit out that joke also? <laughs> I really, I just felt like I was, I was, I thought it would work. It didn't. And now I just realized it was wildly inappropriate, um, inexcusable of me. I, 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 you know who else I need to own? I, I owe an apology to. So rape victims this week, I owe an apology right. to. Yep. Um, I owe an apology to the Jews. That's yep. apology number two. And apology number three, I owe to the fine people over at Manscaped. Last week, I was doing our paid advertisement from the, the, the fine people over at manscaped.com. And Ron, you cut off the uh, uh, the read as I was going through it. And Did we I? were not paid. We were not paid for last week's ad. So um, if you could let me go get through the entire text this time, I would appreciate it greatly. I um, do my best. You'll do your best? To, to, to let you go and do the run when manscaping you've got to use the right tools for the job and trust me your balls will thank you we've actually been using manscaped for months already have owned a couple of their products like the lawnmower 4.0 and their ball deodorant <laughs> i i really don't have the heart to do this right now <laughs> wow all we'll right take another loss we'll take another loss this week i guess we're not going to get paid again this week all right fair you enough. know what Manscaped people, I'm very sorry. We love your product, but your read is way too long. Narrow it down. Next week, we'll do it again. 
Uh, also passing away this week, Alec John Such, uh, bassist and founding member of Bon Jovi, uh, dead at the age of 70. Um, well, his death was such suspicious. <laughs> John Bon Jovi uh, today uh, announced uh, his death. Uh, apparently, he was the bass player for uh, Bon Jovi from 83 to 94, uh, is also credited uh, for bringing together uh, Tico Torres and Richie Sambora uh, to see the band perform. Um, so, yeah, one of the one of the more influential bands of the 80s and 90s. And, uh, you know, he, you know he gave life a great name, but he gave death a bad name. You're, you're really reaching for the uh, Bon Jovi jokes for this one. Sorry. <laughs> now, we'll, we'll add that to, to the list of apologies. You need to apologize to... Uh, to his family? To John Bon Jovi, I think. Oh, John Bon Jovi will never get an apology yet from me. No? No, he has just put so much junk on the airwaves over the years and become a multi-billionaire as a result of it. All right. Uh, one final story here tonight. A New York City Department of Corrections captain has died after reportedly traveling to the Dominican Republic uh, to receive a Brazilian butt lift from a phony doctor <clears throat> once indicted for operating without a medical license. Uh, Tandra Bowser Williams, uh, she was a 49-year-old corrections captain at Rikers Island, uh, suffered a massive stroke just days after jetting off to Santo Domingo to receive a fat transfer surgery from plastic surgeon Dr. Hector Cabral on May 13th. Um, Cabral was previously indicted in March 2011 um, on 10 counts of operating without a medical license and fraud and conspiracy charges. Now, I have a question, Ron. Why are people still getting Brazilian butt lifts? That I'm not sure. And I'm not sure why they are going to like sketchy doctors to to get this work done. Well, like, clearly they're doing it because it's going to save some money. According to Tandra's uh, husband, you know, she was aware of his past legal troubles, uh, but still felt uh, that it would be safe to go to him. No. Yep. Wow. That is fucked up. You do not want a Brazilian butt lift, Brian? Is that what you're saying? No, I really do not want a Brazilian butt lift. I need to lose some weight. My pants are getting tight. So the last thing I want to do is to is to actually make the pants any tighter. Okay, that's fair. If I needed to, I, I would want the pants to be tighter in the front, not the back. Right. Though I don't understand people's need to um, go out there and, uh, 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 you know, do these um, back alley Brazilian butt lifts. I can understand the back alley abortions that are going to be taking place in Oklahoma and Texas. Right. Um, over the next few months, I do not understand a back alley Brazilian butt lift. Like how bad? Like how bad is your body image that you feel the need to shove gook into your butt um, uh, to make yourself feel beautiful? I mean, it has to be pretty bad. One would imagine. Yeah, I don't, and I don't. Just to jeopardize your own, uh, you know, health. Um, didn't Kanye West's mom die from that? Uh, I mean, I know some type of cosmic cosmetic surgery. from plastic surgery, but I don't recall exactly what the surgery was. Okay. Okay. Maybe because I was just, I was just thinking maybe we're going to get a, um, a Kanye West album named after uh, uh, this woman. I mean, it's still possible. Anything's possible. You know, it's all instead possible. of Donda, we have Tandra. You know, it's also possible, Brian. What? After dark. Coming After dark. up in just 26 minutes for all of our great Patreon subscribers, of which you could be one if you go to ronandbrianpodcast.com. Click in the upper right-hand corner uh, to become a patron. Join us at the bronze level or higher. Do that in the next 20 minutes or so, and we'll be glad to get you the link to join us on After Dark going to be a good one tonight we've got uh what what stories do we have here tonight let me just skim down here uh we've got a woman who uh made five thousand dollars a day selling her boob sweat in jars mm. uh, we've got only fans models 
feeling the pinch of a sluggish economy. Uh, we've got a stripper uh, who was accidentally hired for her brother's bachelor party, did not realize it until she got naked. Uh, I mean, this is just- Ron, stop, deep. stop giving right. away, stop giving away every story. I mean, like that is the type of content that we're going to be talking about. Now, I don't want that kind of talk, you know, like the the the-, the you know, the the details of those stories and our takes on them, that's not meant for the public. No. YouTube, YouTube doesn't want it there. Um, you know, Facebook, mm-mm, we'd get we would get deplatformed, Twitch demonetized. Um uh mm, mm, um, so the only way for us to 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 do these spicy, saucy stories is to put it behind the paywall. Um and uh, and that's what we're going to do. You, if if you want to hear us talk about those stories, you got 25 minutes. Go to ronandbrianpodcast.com. Click the link in the upper right hand corner. Become a patron. Um, uh, for as little as five dollars a month, you get a link to an audio of the After Dark episode. It's a minimum of 30 minutes a month. At ten dollars or more, you get a link to to live stream After Dark. Once a month, at the last Sunday of every month, we do something we call the pajama party, where all of our patrons come on. Well, those at the um, silver or higher level are invited onto the show to join us. Sometimes we play Can You Beat Ron? Sometimes it's Can You Beat Off Ron? Um, And usually it is just a fun, fun time for all. All right. Well, let's wrap this up, Brian, and uh, get ready to do the after dark. Brian, anything else before we roll on out of here tonight? No, not at all. I love you. Um, I, I, I love spending this hour with you. I appreciate everybody that is watching right now. I appreciate everybody that is um, watching um, when they are watching it and or listening when they are listening to it. For those people that um, prefer the audio version of this podcast, um, this is a show we do once a week. Um, it makes me, uh, uh, it, it, it keeps me in uh, uh, centered. You know, um, I, I don't swing too far left. I don't swing too far right. I, I feel my core, my center is here, and we're all good. All right. Very good. Well, I love you too, my friend. Always appreciate doing these episodes with you. And then we will get ready for After Dark. For everybody else, uh, we will catch you again next week. Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube. Facebook, and Twitch. You can find prior episodes, links to our social media, and everything else Ron and Brian at ronandbrianpodcast.com. See you again next time.